I'm Joe Dawson Gerard, and on today's Back Your People, I'm talking to Heather Lunny, one of our associate directors from our employment team, about the thorny subject of romances in the workplace. We look at why this is really an issue, what the rules say, and what you can do to protect your business. If you like this podcast, please rate and review. And as ever, thanks for listening. So good to see you today, Heather. And today we're going to address the slightly thorny subject of relationships at work or more specifically romantic relationships at work and why we're looking at this was because the other day I was flicking through some of the press we get over our desks and there was a really interesting report on this subject and one of the statistics that jumped out at me was that over 60% of adults have had a workplace romance according to this report I wanted to pick your brains and have a bit of a chat about whether this is something that crops up as you're advising the transport sector and what your thoughts are on that. Okay, well, thanks for having me, Joe. Yes, it is something we come across when you consider that the average working person or the average person will spend about 90,000 hours of the working life in the workplace. It's not hard to believe that, you know, that 60% figure isn't accurate it's likely that romances will happen in the workplace it's how employers navigate that Ninety thousand. is that as much as we sleep it must be fairly (laughs) similar presumably eight hours or yeah possibly yeah on average eight hour day so what's the issue of romance in the workplace why are we even talking about it heather don't get me wrong in some instances it can be a good thing in what way it can lead to increased interest in the business's success, greater commitment towards the business. Employees will often discuss things at home, which can then, you know, help in the workplace. More of an incentive to come to work if there's someone you really like. Yeah, well, yeah, it helps, doesn't it? It's not always a bad thing, but I think the issues are when the downside of it is where the problems arise, isn't it? When things go sour. When things go sour, yes. So, you know, relationships break down. People, you know, I don't know how accurate in terms of that 60% figure. Is that just the ones we know about? Because I'm pretty sure there'll be plenty of relationships going on that we're not aware of. Absolutely. Um, You know, we've all heard office gossip about people seeing each other and it's not common knowledge. We've had the situations where employees are having affairs at work there is a downside to it unfair treatment I should imagine is one of the biggest yeah I mean particularly in a situation where you've got a superior or more senior member of staff going out with somebody that's um, or having a relationship with somebody who's more junior is the inequality there Mm -hmm. is the you know does that affect decision making does it affect things like, you know, promotion opportunities, all things like that are going to potentially cause unrest between other members of the company if that's seen to be prevalent. Yeah, dynamics of a team are key, aren't mm. they? And, and two people having a relationship in a team can really change that dynamics. It can lead to, to conflict with others I think it's more where it's within a team yes. setting because it can be seen as, you know, unfair. There's an unfair element. 
maybe an unfair advantage. Also pillow talk. So I'm thinking where you have two people who are not at the same level within an organisation. It could be a potential breach of confidentiality going on there. Absolutely, yeah. And and that's a worry, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Um, it's normal to go home and share your thoughts with your partner. But I think when it's it's about work and it's potentially about colleagues and people that you work with, if I was in that situation, you would feel a bit nervous at that prospect Mm -hmm. that that's happening. Yeah, and then obviously if the relationship breaks down, well, we've got a whole new host of challenges, shall we say. Well, what do you do? Because are those two individuals going to work in harmony with each other? How many breakups are purely amicable? And how's that going to affect them at work and Mm. affect their colleagues and their team members? And what does the company do in that situation? Because it's not a case of, well... You know, if you split up one of your leaves, unless they've come to that conclusion between themselves. Ultimately, it could end up with that. She could end up losing a good employee. You could do. And what's the law surrounding this area, Heather? Because as far as I'm concerned or aware, there's no specific law against having a romantic relationship at work. There isn't. There's no specific laws governing personal relationships at work or which says that personal relationships at work can't exist what you've got to consider is the broader employment laws such as the Equality Act, Protection from Harassment Act. Mm -hmm. That's where the laws may come in when you're trying to manage workplace relationships. So I read about a case involving the CEO of a large burger chain. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a bit about that? Well, the company had a strict no relationship at work policy. Some companies have them. The CEO was in a relationship with a junior member of the team it was entirely consensual however when that came out he breached the company policy and that's why he was dismissed not for having a relationship per se it was that he breached a specific policy that had been put in place and probably put in place for a reason so I'm interested to understand how the employer can protect the business and protect its employees, which it has a duty to do, because I would be thinking the situation could arise. Can I fire that person? Should we have a specific policy? What can employers do to protect both the interests of the business and the employee in the situation, Heather? The starting point, I suppose, is that it's open to a company to have a no relationship at work policy, which is what led to the dismissal of the the CEO of the the large chain that we're talking about. There is obviously consideration needs to be given to introducing policies on relationships at work. Right. And that could cover things like declaring your relationships so you'd have to march to hr and fill in a form potentially yes (laughs) (laughs) i wonder how often they're actually uh, filled in i very much suspect that relationships become common knowledge in the workplace through rumor mill Mm -hmm. and then eventually you know there'll be rumors going around that there's a relationship going on and eventually they come clean if we can put it like that. Um, I can't envisage, even if you had a policy in place, you know, a couple marching to HR and signing a declaration, but there's nothing to stop you introducing that policy. Always happens on American TV shows. it does. Just going back a step, you might want to even consider 
asking job applicants to declare whether they've they have personal relationships with people that already work there can you do that you can do that yep and there's nothing to stop you doing that things like restricting the involvement of if there is you know existing relationships restricting the involvement of those individuals in the recruitment and selection process because that could apply to non-romantic relationships as well couldn't it just to friendships friendships yeah if you're related to someone for example yeah it's a conflict of interest isn't it it is those are the the types of things you can look at you know if you've got a relationship between a manager and a junior staff member do you have a situation where you change that line manager reporting line to avoid that conflict of interest or the perception that you know there's some unfairness or preferential treatment should I say between line manager and team member so as well as uh, having a office romance policy Mm -hmm. you therefore have a bit of a reorganization a bit of a practical think through yeah I mean you've got to be careful you know some suggest that you could potentially transfer employees to a different part of the business well you can't just do that without consent now it may be that they're willing to consent to that but you can't change somebody's job role or move them to a different department Mm -hmm. just because a relationship exists you need to follow the correct processes to do that and that's almost a separate issue what do you do if you have a situation where an employee won't play ball? So you found out there's a, a relationship mm-hmm. going on. Talk us through how you address it. Well, the first thing to look at is the actual, not the individuals involved. What's the impact of that relationship and what impact is it having on work? Because that's the issue that you're going to have to deal with. So if it's not impacting at all, well, what's to say you can't leave them to it? If it is having an impact, then that needs to be addressed. And that will potentially be through the disciplinary process, for instance, or, you know, depending on the facts, some other process. And ultimately, it may lead to somebody leaving the business. That's difficult for the employer because they've got to make sure that they do that lawfully. You can't just fire somebody for having a relationship at work. That's the difficulty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There's got to be some impact, which then leads on to, for instance, a disciplinary process. So Heather, I'm going to put you a bit on the spot here. I want to ask you, what are the three takeaways you would offer up from our conversation today? Firstly, I think the main one for businesses is consider having a policy in place which sets out clear guidelines of what you as an employer find acceptable and unacceptable in terms of relationships at work. And if people don't have that, can they come to you for that? They can. That's something that we can draft. Second, I think, keep your ear to the ground in terms of what's going on that's perhaps not being declared. And if you see that creating an issue or a potential issue, to sit down and have a conversation with those individuals right? Um, and set some boundaries or expectations in terms of that relationship. And your third takeaway? Thirdly, I think it kind of leads on from the second one, doesn't it? To, to deal with things fairly and proportionally. As I said before, not all relationships will cause any issue. It's quite 
plausible for two individuals to be having a relationship which happens to be with a colleague and it creates no issue in the workplace at all. And if that's the case, fine, leave them to it. Unless, of course, they're breaching a policy. Unless, of course, they're (laughs) breaching a policy. But your policy is going to say something like, you know, unless you want to take the drastic route of a ban on workplace relationships completely, your policy is going to say what expectations you have and what you expect of them. And if they're complying with that and getting on with the job and not causing any unrest, then leave them to it. Thanks very much for your time, Heather. Thank you, Joe.